Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Tyler Harridge here with you for today's VRA Investing Podcast. We got a, it was a solid day for our markets. The NASDAQ did just barely finish negative to end the day at the last few minutes of trading here. But other than that, a solid day. And saw a lot of areas where momentum looks to be picking up now. And we believe that that will continue, not only to wrap up the month tomorrow, but as we head in to the final month of Q2, also a great time to be in the markets is at the end of the month and the beginning of the following month. Pension plans kick in, uh, hedge fund managers buying at the beginning and ends of months. And really, as we head in to the end of Q2, have you been with, you, with, with us for some time? You know our most bullish theme heading into Q2, and it revolves around earnings. We've continued to see it. All the companies reporting, not all, but you know what I mean, a majority, large majority of companies reporting Q1 earnings have continued to crush, especially in those year-over-year numbers. Imagine what happened in Q1 of last year. It's not hard to see why they are crushing so much, but Q2 has all of the makings of being far better than the already impressive Q1 that we have seen. So we think it's going to be a strong month of June for our markets as well as we get gear up for what will probably be, if we were going to get a short-term selling, it'd be after Q2 earnings, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news event, a little bit there. But looking into year end, We've also just recently passed the 100-day mark for the year for trading days for our markets. So far in the first 100 days, the S&P is already up 10% on the year. That's important going back and looking at historical analytics that when the S&P 500 is up more than 10%, roughly 12% through the first 100 days of this year, the markets are higher 84% of the time after those first 100 days. With average further gains of 8.6%, we think it could be even better than that. It could be a a really impressive follow-up to the year that we just had. 2020, for all the, the things that went wrong, our stock market did really well. We think that 2021 is going to be strong as well. Although today... We did get more details about President Biden's plan on their spending proposals, proposing a roughly $6 trillion budget for 2022, making it the largest share of government spending compared to GDP in peacetime ever, period, and the largest spending compared to GDP since World War II. Now, yes, we are coming out of a government-mandated pandemic, really the, as we've talked about here often, coronavirus isn't the reason why everybody lost their jobs. Government-mandated lockdowns are the reason that people really lost their jobs here. But the important point is, where is this money going to come from? The government only collects just a little over $4 trillion in taxes. So how are they going to spend $6 trillion? Well, Of course, one thing is going to be tax increases. We've all predicted that from the beginning since Biden uh, was 
inaugurated, I won't say elected, but inaugurated. <laughs> but uh, what is most surprising about this is that Biden's own aides predicted that despite this insane amount of spending with this proposal, that the economy will only grow at 2% per year under, excuse me, they said grow at under 2% per year through the 2020s. Well, so much for the roaring 20s then. Where is that money going to go? If our economy is not going to be growing, maybe some of it will work its way back into the, the hands of taxpayers most likely, mostly through unemployment benefits to those who really probably aren't paying much in taxes anyway, more stimulus checks. Where is this money going to go? Well, we know a large part of the answer is going to go to the government. They're going to pay themselves into the hands of their special interest groups who really, (laughs) with this much spending, they really don't even look like they have a desire to help the American people. They want to do, the, do uh, what they've always done. They want to give speeches, make promises, get people all excited, and then collect their taxpayer-funded paycheck. End of the day for them, success. Nothing ever gets done, but hey, I got my paycheck. <laughs> for anyone who thought that Joe Biden was running as a moderate, like the media wanted you to believe, well, this should at least begin to do away with any of those myths. Uh, Hopefully opening the eyes of people who just blindly followed uh, the media in this attempt to really take America down the path of communism. And, you know, you, you hear that a lot. People say it a lot. We're not there yet. I mean, we definitely aren't a free market capitalist society like they'd want you to believe. It's a combination. It's what we really have right now. But these are taking steps to put us down that path even further. And it really is just crazy. But of course, you know, they're going to use their favorite talking points here to sell this to us. You know, this is about fairness. This is about equality. Anyone who opposes this bill must be a racist. (laughs) You can hear it already. It is uh, shot. I'm not, I can't even say shocking because it's not shocking anymore. It's what we've come to expect. But the reality is we've been talking about this a lot here, really for the last year now. This is the government's smokescreen to distract us from what's really happening in our country right now, which is really taking us down the path towards socialism, towards communism, towards a government with more power. They're never going to relinquish that power. They're just a power grab towards a more authoritarian society. Because we've got the two classes now. Uh, The ruling class and everybody else. It's how they see it. And they want to distract us from that. You know, keep us fighting amongst ourselves so that we can't really see what they're doing. We forget about the ongoing crisis at the border. Call it what it is, a crisis. A stolen election. Rising prices. Rising inflation. Uh, The middle class being priced out of housing, crime rates skyrocketing, and, of course, the latest, whether or not China is responsible for creating the coronavirus in a lab. At the very least, the investigation should be completed, Uh, but 
and people are going to keep receiving their government uh, and unemployment benefits, their stimulus checks, then they're more likely to forget about the direction that the country is headed in. We've talked about this a lot here. Uh, and you know our, our point of view. It's outrageous. But our job here remains the same. We want to make you money in the stock market. So what does this plan mean for the stock market? Well, we'll have a whole lot more on this later. Stay tuned. We're working on a fantastic piece right now, a couple of them, about this, the big bribe. But in short, we continue to we expect to see this continue for years to come. And it's all part of the smokescreen that I just mentioned. When people are making money, they're much less likely to ask the hard questions. You know, hey, well, I got money in my bank account, my rent's paid, my, my mortgage is paid. Um, so everything seems like it's fine. You know, I'll, I'll forget about those things. Let's just go have a barbecue. You know, let's, let's forget about this. Uh, and we think that's going to continue, which is why we have our price target for the Dow Jones at 75,000 and the NASDAQ at 30,000, likely by the end of 2025. And that seems like a lot, but when you run the math, uh, it, it really, we could be on the low end of that even is what, is what we think. And Regardless of where we go in the economy, remember the stock market is not the economy. We believe that this market can continue to head higher. Funny money and liquidity. The $22 trillion already spent in fiscal and monetary policy might be the only thing that we need here to get this stock market to our price estimates that we have right now. Uh, so with that said, let's take a look at our market action on the day. We finished with three out of our four major indexes positive. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the cast, the NASDAQ was our one index just barely turned negative, really flat on the day, down 0.01% to 13,736. We were followed there by the S&P 500, up just over one-tenth of 1% to 4,200. Next up here was the Dow, up just over four-tenths of 1% to 34,000. 464 and folks we are getting close here again to new all-time highs for the dow and then lastly the russell 2000 solid day of gains here up over one percent to 2273 looking at our internals on the day this is what impressed us the most about today's session these are some of the strongest numbers the strongest back-to-back -back days of numbers that we've gotten in our internal readings in over a month, since the capitulation lows of earlier in May, both in tech and cryptos, we continue to see those lows as being in. That's how we're playing it here, at least. As today, we got advances, advancing stocks beating out declining stocks, nearly two to one positive for both the NYSE and the NASDAQ. New 52-week highs to lows, though, just impressive. Came back very strong, over nine to one positive on the day today. And then lastly, volume. Strong here as well. Over 3 to 1 positive on the NYSE today, which is exactly what you want to see. And then just under 2 to 1 positive on the NASDAQ. So coming in positive across the board here on the NASDAQ on a day like today when it was flat tells us this market does want to head higher. Looking at our sectors on the day, we got a little bit of weakness into the close. I was looking a lot like Something, I think two of our sectors were negative earlier in the day, but we finished with six out of our 11 S&P 500 sectors higher on the day. We were led by industrials, financials, materials, and then communication services hitting an all-time high today. 
Might only be one sector, but we've seen it. Real estate's right there as well. A few of our other sectors are right at these all-time highs. That's what you want to see, folks. New highs begets new highs. And then our laggers on the day, utilities, consumer staples, and technology. Finally for today, our VRA commodity watch. Gold was up slightly earlier in the session, back above $1,900 an ounce, down now two-tenths of 1% to 1897 an ounce. Silver up three-tenths of 1% to $27.96 an ounce. And then copper up big today, 3.12% to $4.67 a pound now. And lastly, oil now up as well, nine-tenths of 1% to $66.82 a barrel. Lastly for today, Bitcoin now up as well, up three-tenths of 1% to 38813 a Bitcoin. Folks, that is all that we have time for here today. Please be sure to subscribe to receive our VRA podcast every day at the market close. You can sign up at VRAinsider.com. Click the podcast link at the top, and we'd love to have you with us. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you back here tomorrow for the close.